The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. My guest in this half hour is Mary Simpsis. Mary Simpsis. Is that correct, Mary? Yes, that is right, Patricia. Wonderful. And Mary is the author. She's a novelist. She's the author of The Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe, which uh, gave her a lot of acclaim in that incredible book. And now she has written another book. That was a best-selling book. And she's a wordsmith by trade. And so in her book, she writes The Rules of of Love and Grammar. And this new novel is about a wordsmith by trade, The Rules of Love and Grammar. And it's a love story, and it's also about grammar. And it's wonderful. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Patricia. It's great to be here. Good. Right, so I guess my first question would be, you know, this is such an you know, amazing story about a woman who's very stuck on grammar and doing everything perfectly and dotting every I and T, and then she falls in love, and that often sometimes throws away all that perfection. Is is this based on anything like your own life, for example, or did you just make this up? Um, no, that part of it is not really based on my own life. Fortunately, I do not go around correcting other people's grammar the way uh, Grace does in the Rules of Love and Grammar. Um, it's, you know, I, I got the initial idea for the book um, because I grew up in Darien, Connecticut, and I... In ninth grade, I went to a dance, and the crush of my life asked me to dance. And it was such mm. a magical moment, and it stuck with me. And that was kind of the spinoff for the idea for the book. And then I got the idea for Grace based on an article I read about these two quirky guys who were traveling across the country fixing grammar mistakes well, on funny. signs and menus and anything they saw. And I thought, it would be kind of fun to have a character who, who does that. Um, so that's that's how I created her. And, you know, she is a grammar guru, and she does like to fix everyone's mistakes, but she ends up, in the very beginning of the book, losing her job, her boyfriend, and her apartment, and that drives her back to her parents' house in Connecticut, where eventually she winds up fixing her own mistakes from the past. That's very interesting. Now, let me just tell our, the listeners a little bit about you, Mary. Mm-hmm. Mary Simesis grew up in Connecticut and spent most of her life in New England, where she worked in magazine publishing, and later as a corporate attorney, writing fiction on the side. And she's the author of the novels, which I mentioned, The Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe, which was adapted as The Irresistible Blueberry Farm for Hallmark Movie and Mysteries. Yes, and the rules, how exciting, and the rules of love and grammar and her short stories have appeared in a number of literary magazines. So, wow, that must have been very exciting to have your book turned into a movie. 
That was one of the most fun things that's ever happened to me in my life because I got to go out to Vancouver. They filmed it in some little towns outside of Vancouver, Canada, and I flew out there and I spent two days on the set and I met the most fabulous people, Mm. including Allison Sweeney, who is the star and also one of the executive producers. And um, I, you know, I, I had a great time. It was a surreal experience to see my story come to life. What, is that still on? Or was that, can, it can is you still on, watch it? actually. Yeah, Patricia, it, you know, it premiered the beginning of October, and they ran it a lot for the first couple of weeks. And I have friends who are telling me, oh, I saw your movie on, you know, again the other night. So they're still showing it. And apparently it did really well in terms of, the audience reaction, which the producers were very happy about. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, maybe this one will become a movie, too. Oh, I wish it would. I would try to write the screenplay if it did. That'd be wonderful. Well, I'll have to look up the other movie. So let's talk about the lessons in this book, in this novel. You know, what What are the takeaways? I mean, what I got is that you can start off with everything being prim and proper and right, when it comes to the heart, that doesn't always fit. I think that, that's exactly right. I, I think, you know, probably the main lesson from it is that you need to know when to follow the rules and when to throw the rules away because following mm. all the rules won't necessarily provide an error-free life. That's kind of what Grace finds out. Um, and I, I think there's also, uh, you know, a lesson in there, and this is true to home for me. This part does come from my own life. You know, if you, if you have a talent that you are kind of afraid to use because you don't think you'll be successful, just try. Just go out there a little bit on a limb and try it. I mean, I wrote on the side for a long time mm-hmm. before I became a full-time writer. I had, you know, mm-hmm. a day job and magazine publishing, and then a day job as an attorney, as you mentioned. Um, but I just never thought I could be good enough to have something published. And that's similar to my character Grace in The Rules of Love and Grammar. She's basically a, like a technical writer. Mm. And her father, who's a poet, keeps telling her, you know, you can do something more with your talent. Uh, and she's kind of afraid to try that. So I think that's the other um, the other lesson, you know, just do it. Go out there and, and just try it, even if you're just trying it in a small way. Yeah, I can relate to what you're saying because I did radio and television on the side as a hobby for years before it became a profession. Oh, my gosh. So, so you, you the yeah. same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's then, a good way to segue into something without, you know, as, as you and I both know, without giving up your day job, which you need to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a little different for me. I became a full-fledged entrepreneur later in life, and that's a whole other story. But I believed in—I believed in it so much that I really right. wanted to continue it. And the way mm-hmm. to be able to continue it was to turn it into a business, which is very exciting. So, tell us a little more um, about what you feel are the real lessons, particularly in love, about love in this book. Oh, I think the lesson about love is that you never know where you're going to find it. It could be in a very unusual place. Um, In fact, there's a scene in the book where Grace and her mother are uh, kind of wading in the water at this little beach. This whole story 
in the rules of love and grammar takes place in a fictional town in Connecticut called Dorset. And um, although I'm from Connecticut and I spent most of my life in Connecticut, I like to use fictional towns because I can make them be whatever I want them to be. Mm. So this town has an apple orchard in it, and it has a lighthouse, and it has great, be- you know, little beaches, and it's got, you know, old-fashioned New England houses and shops and restaurants and, you know, a little quaint harbor and all that. But there's a scene where she and her mom are at the beach, and um, her mother is telling her that exact thing. She says, you know, you never know when you're going to find love or where you're going to find it. It could be in in a very unusual place. And her mom tells her the story about how her mom met her father, which was at a poetry class that um, that her mom took at Columbia University. So I, I think that's the other takeaway about love. You know, you just, you can't, you can't plan it. You don't know where it's going to happen. And that's what Grace finds out. Well, I also think just from talking to you and reading this, that you probably have a belief that dreams can come true. Oh, I do. I, you know what? I'm a sucker for a happy ending. I cannot mm. help that. And, mm. um, you know, when, I, when I'm going to go to a movie, yes, I like drama. I love all that. But, I mean, give me a happy ending any day, and I'll walk around, you know, elated. And so, you know, I don't, I don't let my characters have an easy road, however. That doesn't mean that they get everything they want. No, or that every, right, or that everything comes easily. I, you know, bad decisions make great stories, and um, and I like to get my characters into trouble, and you know they have to work for whatever they end up with. But uh, I do believe in, um, you know, that that good things can happen to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but that is balanced against you know real life where. Tragedies also happen, and yes, that's absolutely. the case with the rules of love and grammar as well, because Grace is really trying to work her way through a tragedy that happened to her older sister when they were younger. Um, so, you know, um, it, it, I try to mirror real life in that sense. Mm-hmm. When did you start writing? Did you start writing as a child? I did. I, I was seven or eight when I started writing. I used to write little little stories and illustrate them badly, I might add. <laughs> um, so, you know, staple them into little books. So I, I joke that, you know, I was an author, an illustrator, and a publisher at the age of seven or eight. Um, you know, for my own, for my parents, that was about it. They were, they were my only audience. But, um, you know, I, I loved writing as a kid. I wrote stories. I wrote poetry. And, um, you know, and then I just stopped for quite a while as an adult mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. missed it and decided yeah. I, I, I had to get funny. back into it. Yeah, my analogy to that is I was a child prodigy singer. I had this beautiful speaking, singing voice, but I never really, you know, I mean, I wasn't going to be an opera singer. It was too hard. So I kind of just put it away and I became a teacher and a counselor and then a consultant. And mm-hmm. years later, what am I doing? I'm using my voice on radio and my voice is my profession. Who knew? That's right. That's yeah, right. Same, same you- kind of thing. Yeah, yep. amazing, amazing. All right, um, we're going to take a break, but tell people how they can find your book, and then we'll come back and talk more to Mary Simpson about her wonderful novel called The Rules of Love and Grammar. Go ahead, tell us how we can get your Well, book. they can find the book on any of the online booksellers. Um, it's Actually, it's out in hardcover, but it's coming out in paperback on June 13th, and they can also find it uh, at their independent bookstore, 
And all that is also on my website, which is marysimses.com, M-A-R-Y-S-I-M-S-E-S.com. All right. And um, so in your website, it talks about the other books as well. It does. And you can even read, uh, I think the first chapter of both of my books is up there. You can read a chapter, and then if you're hooked, there you go. All righty. My guest is Mary Simpsis. Her book is The Rule of Love and Grammars. Grammar. She is uh, grew up in Darien, Connecticut, and she was in the publishing world and became a corporate attorney and wrote fiction on the side. And now she has this wonderful book. She's the author of the Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe book, which was made into a movie for the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. So we'll be back with Mary to tell us more about this wonderful book, The Rules of Love and Grammar, right after the break. I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you long to have a better love life? Relationships can be hard, but throw sexual problems into the mix, and it's almost impossible to keep that close connection you want to have. Colette Milan, sex and relationship therapist, has been there. She will give you sound advice to turn your libido back on and bring the love back into your lovemaking. Tune in to Making Love with Colette Milan every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. What is your purpose? In the journey that we call life, our values are pre-programmed into us before we're born. During our lives, we pick up life's lessons and soul connections along the way. We explore this path on Soul Sessions with Solstice, featuring hosts Delana Davis and Rita McRae. Our program is designed to help you more confidently live from your heart and not just your head. Tune in live for Soul Sessions with Solstice every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show well hello everyone and welcome back my guest is mary simpsis her book is the rules of love and grammar Mary Simpson grew up in Darien, Connecticut, and spent many years in New England, and her books are based in the New England area, and a lot of stories are from there. She worked for many years in magazine publishing and later as a corporate attorney, and during that time, she wrote fiction on the side, 
and several of her short stories have been published in literary magazines. Mary Simpson is also the author of The Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe, which was made into a movie for the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. And her brand new book is The Rules of Love and Grammar. Welcome back, Mary. Thank you, Patricia. All right, so... um, I know you mentioned Connecticut because, you know, your book, this book, was, there was an inspiration in this book, The Rules of Love and Grammar, in Connecticut. That's where the author was, or the, the character. And mm-hmm. your character in the other book that was the Hallmark movie, the Blueberry book, I call it, was a name. So talk about your affinity to these places and how the regions inspired you. Well, um, you know, as, as you said, I grew up, in Connecticut, I spent most of my life in New England, and I think you know where. I mean, at least for me, I find that my roots go really deep here, and maybe that's true with anybody. You know, the place where you grew up is the place that you kind of never get out of your system. So when I was writing my first novel, um, the Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe. Um, I decided that I wanted to take the main character in that novel, her name is Ellen Branford, out of her comfort zone in Manhattan and take her way up to Maine. And that story is about, um, she's a fast-paced New York attorney, and she goes to this little town in Maine, a fictional town called Beacon, to deliver a letter for her grandmother who has just died. And, um, you know, I... I've never had like a family connection with Maine, but just having gone there many times um, when I lived, you know, in New England, I always loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Kind of, I, I always say if the New England states were sisters, Maine would be the wild sister. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's something a little more wild about Maine, and and I just thought it'd be a great setting for a novel. Um, you know, it's just, it's rustic, it's got the beauty of the water, it's got mountains, it's got a little bit of everything. Um, so I had just been there enough to know that I loved it and I wanted to cite the story there. Um, and I did. And, um, you know, most of it takes place in, as I said, in this little town called Beacon. And then when I was doing, when I was um, sitting down to write my second book, I decided I wanted to have it take place in a fictional town in Connecticut. And because I know Connecticut so well, I used a lot of actual places as inspiration. Um, One of them is a little diner in Darien, the town where I grew up. Believe it or not, it's still there, even though it was the hangout when I was a teenager. And uh, that goes back, you know, a few decades, um, to put it mildly. It's called the Sugar Bowl, and... I use that as the inspiration for a little diner in, or little luncheonette in B in um, sorry in Dorset, the fictional town in my book, and in the book it's also the hangout for the teenagers, and it's the place where Grace hung out when she was young, and a very pivotal scene takes place at the Sugar Bowl where Grace learns that her former high school sweetheart is back in town directing a movie. Um, so, I, you know, I use that as a real place. I use the harbor in Rowayton, Connecticut, which is just this gorgeous little place. A couple of village greens in Connecticut. The one in Fairfield has a gazebo on it. That made its way into the story. Um, I was inspired by two orchards in Connecticut to put an orchard, an apple orchard in the story. 
so that made its way in. So there are a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's really an amalgam of different places in Connecticut that make up this little town called Dorset. But it started with Darianne and, um, and some of the things I remembered from Darianne. And so, and wonderful. So you really do, um, you gain a lot from your surroundings. I mean, that that's very much part of you. You take that in and that travels with you in your writings. Yes, exactly. I love to write. I love to describe settings. I think I might be a frustrated um, movie director or, or something mm-hmm. like that because I, I like to just kind of sit back and visualize the setting and then put my characters in there and move them around like little marionettes. Yeah. Well, and you know, you kind of proved that a little when you were a child and you were illustrating, right? You were illustrating your stories. This is, this is true. This is true. Yeah. yeah. I, and I love photography. So I think all that is joined. Um, you know, I've, I've had a serious... Um, uh, love of photography as a hobby ever since I was a kid. I've had one camera or another. So I think that helps. You know, just the fact that I love visual things, I like to compose, you know, what is this photo going to look like in the viewfinder? And I think I do the same thing in my head when I'm sitting back and writing. I just see it, and then I, and I sit down and describe it. And I, my goal is to really take the reader and put the reader in that scene so that they feel that they've gone on a little vacation or a little trip And they are now, you know, right inside my book, right inside that scene. Which is great. Let's talk about the themes. We talked about kind of the themes attaching to the region. But let's talk about the themes of the story, the rules of love and grammar. We've got about three minutes left. So tell us a few things about the themes. Okay. I I think one of the biggest ones is rekindling a romance with a first love. Um, I think a lot of people think about that, you know, what if I ever ran into my high school sweetheart or my college, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, what would that be like? And that's one of the things that, uh, that this book is about. Um, it, another, another theme is the idea of going home again. You know, Grace has to leave Manhattan um, because all these things happen to her, and she goes back to her parents' house in Dorset. And what's that all about? And, and how do you deal with, you know, going home? Things change over the years for the good and the bad. Um, and another theme is making peace with loss and making peace mm. with the past. Mm. And I think that was, I had a similar theme going on in the rules of love and grammar, uh, not with the main character, but with her grandmother. Um, and, you know, the letter that she delivers is all about making peace with the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a big theme in the rules of love and grammar. Um, mm-hmm. Grace needs to make peace with the past. Well, what would you say is the lesson about love? You, you, you talked about this a little bit before, but what, what, what's the takeaway on love for readers? Uh, I think the takeaway on love is that you you can't plan it, you know. I think, mm. you know, it ha- it just. I think it happens a lot when you don't expect it and you don't think it's going to happen, and that's that's what happens to Grace in the rules of love and grammar. And I think that happens in real life. I think the more we worry about it, uh, maybe the more we we keep it away from us. You know, um, you just don't know where you're going to find it mm-hmm. or Very when. True. All right, so tell us how we can get the book and your message for our listeners about both of your books and about your work. What, in, in all of your work, Mary, what is the underlying message that you want to leave our listeners with? I think the underlying message is that there's, you, there's always a second chance 
There's mm. always hope. There's, you know, there's, there can be something mm-hmm. good out there. And, and not to be afraid to make a change. That's the other thing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to make a change in your life, maybe to do something that you've always wanted to do but have just been too timid to reach out for. Even yeah. if it's just a small move, make that move. Just, you know, give it a try. That would be the lesson. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And people can find your book, which is The Rules of Love and Grammar, uh, on Amazon, right? Right. Barnes & Noble, any of the online sellers, uh, independent bookstore. um, And they can go to my website, which is Mary, Mary, I'm sorry, MarySimses.com. S-I-M-S-E-S dot com. And they can also try to find on the Hallmark Movies and Mystery Channel, uh, maybe do a search for the Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe, which is Mary's other novel that was uh, made into a movie. Right. And Hallmark calls it the Irresistible Blueberry Farm. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the program. You were delightful and very inspiring. Thank you, Patricia. It's been my pleasure. All right, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Find me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. Like me, Facebook, uh, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you write to me, I can certainly put you on my newsletter list. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.